What's up, guys, and welcome to MCS Podcast number 314. This is Buck Green in for Jeff Anderson, and this week we're going to talk reality checks. Specifically, we're going to talk about Kyle Rittenhouse and the Kenosha shootings, which I fear are just the beginning of something more. By the time we're done, you'll have a lot to think about, and this is guaranteed to be controversial. Before we go any farther, you can go to mcsmagazine.com slash 314, that's mcsmagazine.com slash 314, in order to download your one-page handy-dandy cheat sheet for this week's episode. Uh, we also have a special announcement coming up uh, about partway through the podcast by our very own Jeff Anderson, who is very busy now in Florida working with our charity and also getting everything ready for the big switch that he'll talk about coming up in the podcast. Uh, it's going to be cool and you're going to like it, but most of all, we're going to be counting on you to participate. All right, are you ready? Then let's talk tactics. Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. All right, we're back. Again, this is Buck Green in for Jeff Anderson this week. Uh, I want to talk to you about Kyle Rittenhouse and the Kenosha shootings. 2020 has been a year of horror, but the memes have been fire, as the kids say, and I have seen meme after meme about Kyle Rittenhouse, which is why I thought a little reality check might be in order uh, where this whole incident is concerned. You may recall that Kyle Rittenhouse went to Kenosha, Wisconsin. He was armed with an AR-15. He was also 17 years old. I don't know exactly what the law is in Kenosha. His gun was legal. Uh, where he was uh, before he went to Kenosha, and he didn't live far away, just over the state line. But his age and him inserting himself into that situation raised some interesting questions. It is a fact that Kyle Rittenhouse did not need to be in Kenosha. The guy is now charged with a couple of counts of murder. He shot two or three people. I, I can't keep up. And what are the chances that he shot... like? You can shoot at random into a crowd of these people and hit three people who are all criminals. One of them was a pedophile, a sex offender. I mean, just for that alone, people have been lauding Rittenhouse. And I I feel for the kid, I want him to be okay. I want him to come out of this with his legitimate self-defense being upheld by the law. The problem is, just like with the McCloskeys, who were defending their home from a mob, because they chose to go outside, they not only became a meme, but they became a political target. Kyle Rittenhouse is without a doubt a political target right now in this very polarized and politically charged atmosphere that we're living in. Uh, so the fact that he didn't have to be there means that he deliberately put himself in harm's way. He's 17 years old, and he may just have destroyed his own life. We will see what the outcome is, but about the time you're sitting in a jail cell, waiting for them to take you in front of a judge because you're being charged with murder, I have to think you have a lot of second thoughts about what put you in that position. I'm not saying don't participate in politics. I'm not even saying don't go out and protest. And I know a lot of people are saying, look, Kyle Rittenhouse may very well have been the first step in taking the country back for law and order and for patriotism. I'm not really rendering an opinion on that. I'm sympathetic to it. But I worry that because he didn't balance his participation in politics with the risks associated with that, with the fact that he was putting himself 
in the crosshairs potentially. You go armed into a protest situation, and if that situation escalates into violence, that you will be arrested. There's no way around it. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. If you shoot a protester, no matter how legitimate your claim to self-defense, they will arrest you and you will have to fight it out in court. Uh, we talk about all the time about being the gray man when it comes to self-defense and survival. Well, being the gray man is completely incompatible with volunteering yourself to go to violent areas where conflict happens. If you go to a political rally, you are taking your life in your hands. I'm not saying don't go. I'm not saying don't participate. Part of me really wants to put a thumb in the eye of the people trying to silence me with violence by telling me I'm not allowed to have my opinions. I'm not allowed to wear a hat that expresses my political opinion without fearing for my life. But the fact is, you'd be stupid not to acknowledge it. Um, you know, you go putting on a, a, a political hat we all know the hat I'm talking about. You go walking out on the street in that hat, you have to be aware that you're going to draw a conflict that you wouldn't draw wearing a hat that doesn't have a political statement on it. Now, I, being the person that I am, sometimes wear political hats when I'm out and about. But I'm aware when I do it. I'm aware of the risk. I'm aware that things might escalate. And you can bet when I roll through a drive through I'm not wearing that hat. I don't want to give those people an excuse to spit in my food because somebody behind the counter doesn't agree with my political opinion. So these are, you know, that's a minor risk, a tiny risk. The risk that every police officer takes when he goes to a drive through in uniform. Uh, for, you know, now that we're talking about risk. But that's a tiny risk. A, a huge risk is taking a gun to a politically charged area where protests and riots are happening, knowing that you're going to end up encountering Antifa and people who like to blind other people with laser beams and people who don't think twice about assaulting you. Guns are coming out at these protests now. More and more guns. We're, we're, we're reaching the point where it's armed conflict in the streets. Uh, you really have to weigh the risks. Should I put myself in danger... And if you do it, and I'm not saying don't, because again, I have a high regard for being able to express your political opinion, but understand what you're doing to yourself. Understand that you could end up in a situation that you didn't anticipate, that you think, well, I'll avoid getting into anything like that. You can't say that for sure. You can't say you're going to avoid it if other people attack you. That is self-defense in a nutshell. You don't get to decide when you're defending yourself because the other people, the aggressors, are the ones who decide to attack. Okay. That's point number one. Kyle did not need to be there. He deliberately put himself in harm's way, and this was the result. So that's something to consider. That is a reality check about whenever you go participate in politics in 2020. The second point is the legal bills could cripple his life. Uh, defending yourself in court on charges like these, this costs thousands of dollars, minimum. It could easily cost $100,000, $200,000. Now, I believe uh, Nick Sandman's lawyer, Nick Sandman was the kid who was wearing a MAGA hat, who was uh, slandered in the media as having somehow done something to a Native American man who, in fact, was the aggressor in that altercation. Um, Nick Sandman's lawyer is apparently taking Kyle Rittenhouse's case pro bono, which is going to save him a ton of money. But uh, he could still end up incurring other costs. He's still in jail if he, if he has to post bail. Uh, that, you know, his lawyer's not doing that pro bono. Now, there are fundraisers. Uh, GoFundMe, of course, immediately took down Kyle Rittenhouse's fundraiser because GoFundMe does not allow uh, any political fundraisers that are on the right side of the aisle. The, they'll let Antifa people and people raising bail for rioters, they'll let them raise uh, funds all day long. But, you know, Kyle's, I knew as soon as I heard he had a GoFundMe that that would be taken down immediately. The fundraising has been moved to other platforms. So, 
that money will probably help him, especially when it comes to things like bail. But the big thing that nobody's thinking about right now, civil lawsuits. Kyle and his family could be financially destitute by the time the civil lawsuits uh, uh, come after the dust settles from, from the initial criminal complaints. Because our legal system, what's, what's the old saying? You can indict a ham sandwich. Our, our legal system does not care about you, does not care about what's true, does not care if you legitimately defended yourself. A civil lawsuit could put him in, in financial dire straits for easily the rest of his life, depending on what kind of judgment is, is leveled against him in our, our very litigious society. So like the guy he shot whose arm is probably now useless, I could easily see that guy suing. Now, the fact is, he might lose that lawsuit because he was the aggressor in the altercation. If if Kyle was found to be legitimately defending himself, then that's a defense. But do you want to roll those dice? Do you want to gamble that? That our, our legal system perpetrates injustice every day against good people who don't deserve it, especially when it comes to civil lawsuits. So that's something to consider. All right, that's points one and two. I have three more points I want to make. But first, I would like to give you, in Jeff's own words, his special message. This is audio of a post he put on our Modern Combat and Survival Facebook page uh, earlier this week. And I want you to listen to it. Now, he, he is going to ask you to leave comments. You can leave comments on the blog where you're seeing this podcast if you're listening to the podcast on our blog. Um, if you're listening through a podcast app, it's going to be a lot harder to leave comments. But if that's the case, come on over to our blog uh, and leave some comments there, uh, you know, under the podcast post or, or literally any other post that strikes your fancy. We want to hear from you, and you will now hear in Jeff's own words why that is so important. Hey everyone, it's Jeff from Modern Combat and Survival, and I just wanted to give a quick update for everybody on our Facebook page that starting in this uh, this month, in September, we are going to be switching over our brand. So we are no longer going to be Modern Combat and Survival. You're going to start to see a slow transition. We're moving away from, um, from the magazine, moving more, more into a lifestyle brand called Warrior Life. So you're going to start to see the change happen over the next month or so. We've got some really cool stuff lined up for you. Um, actually, I'm down in Florida now working with our nonprofit, Operation Save Our Soldiers, with our sister organization, uh, Operation Warrior Resolution for uh, ending combat PTSD for combat veterans. And uh, so I'm, I've moved out here to work more with the nonprofit, but we're also gonna be getting a, an entire film studio to start doing more film work, more video work in the spaces of survival and tactical firearms training and self-defense training. So we've got a lot coming up for everybody, but it's gonna be under a new brand. So start to get used to, we're gonna be under the name Warrior Life here coming up pretty soon. So you'll start to see a little by little. We'd love to get your feedback because the whole point of Warrior Life is really to put the, the spotlight on you out there. For you to be able to give more of your advice, more of your tips, more of your strategies that you're using uh, to be more prepared, to be more self-reliant, to be self-protected. And so we want to hear from you. So please go ahead and leave some comments down here and let us know what are some of the things that you would like to see from our brand and the videos that we've got coming up. Um, just let us know. We'd love to hear from you. All right. So start to look for Warrior Life and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. All right, we're back. Again, this is Buck Green in for Jeff Anderson this week, and that was Jeff visiting us through the miracle of technology. He's down in Florida uh, busily working to get everything uh, arranged for the transition to warrior life, as he described. Um, we talked about points one and two, the fact that Kyle Rittenhouse put himself in harm's way in a situation he didn't necessarily have to be in, and the legal threat, the legal bills. Uh, you know, if he, if he gets clear of the criminal charges, civil liability could still really hurt him. Um, Number three is something that I haven't heard a lot of people talking about when it comes to the reality of altercations like this, which is, what if he'd lost? 
we we talk about how this was a 17 year old with a cheap rifle that people keep saying oh it's a 400 something dollar ar well i don't know where you can get an ar that cheap <laughs> i can't even buy one in my state but um he, yeah, he had a less expensive AR. It wasn't one of those super tricked out guns. He didn't seem to have any extra magazines on him. Um, he had, you know, inexpensive optics. He still won. He still ruled the day when it came to defending himself. But what if he had lost? I mean, anybody can lose a fight at any time. All it takes is some bad luck. All it takes is somebody you don't see. If Kyle had been hurt or killed... Uh, if he was the one who had a giant chunk of his arm blown off or who had died in the streets on Kenosha, if this 17-year-old uh, boy, basically, had been killed, would we feel the same way about what he tried to do? Would we be celebrating what he tried to accomplish if he hadn't won? Now, I, I, I'm glad he won. I'm very happy that he won and defended himself. But nobody's talking about when you put yourself in that situation what happens if you lose apparently a trump supporter was shot from behind and killed just recently in i think it was portland that was over the weekend um i haven't read any of the news stories yet but but this is getting worse and people are getting killed uh more and more guns are coming into play and the left has discovered not only you know that that uh guns work but that maybe they're not as big into gun control as they thought they were because they're starting to bring guns to these incidents and we've seen kind of an arms race happen with all this political street fighting um first it was motorcycle helmets and gloves and and especially like those hard knuckle gloves and then it was shields and clubs uh and and then they they upgraded their technology and then the lasers came out and the fireworks um you know hitting people with bike locks and and now uh we're just we've just gone straight to guns uh there have been knives too uh it's not it's not good and it's only going to escalate Another thing to consider, uh, Kyle was very fortunate that he did not hit anyone that he did not intend to hit, I don't think. Uh, I could be wrong about that. And if I'm wrong about any of these points, please uh, feel free to leave in a comment, you know, a correction. I, I'm speaking extemporaneously on this topic, and uh, I didn't do a ton of research. I'm just going on all the news that I've seen so far. The fact is... When you fire your gun in public, you are responsible for every single round that leaves your gun. If he had hit an innocent person, he'd be in even bigger trouble than he is now. I mean, he's already in danger by, you know, by by dint of the fact that this prosecution is politically motivated. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be, but you can bet that it is. Um, you know, that because the the atmosphere is so politically charged, there is great motivation to find him guilty of something. And uh, if he'd hit an innocent person, he'd be that much, the, the hole would be that much deeper. So we celebrate his actions. Um, but another thing to consider, even if he, he didn't do anything wrong. Yes, we can say woulda, coulda, shoulda, what would happen if. Well, he didn't, he didn't hit anybody he didn't intend to hit, we don't think. Um, he did succeed. So when I say he didn't do anything wrong, what I mean is he didn't make a mistake in the tactics and the execution of self-defense. But what if this becomes another incremental step in the in the buildup to uh, a shooting war in the streets of America? It's going to be seen as a step in that direction by at least some people. So you should consider when you're arming yourself and going out to participate in politics, which I a few years ago I never would have thought was going to become a thing. Remember that your actions could become national news, and what you do could be used to escalate anybody's narrative. You know, you really want to consider whether you let them use you that way. But finally, and, and this really is, is my biggest point when it comes to point number three, your family could be put in danger and targeted. 
Everybody loves to do what they call doxing. That's where we identify where you live and your family and we put your data online in order to, you know, put you in danger, basically. People dox other people in order to put them in danger. Um, Kyle's family could be endangered by his actions. I'm sure he didn't intend for that because who would? But when you engage in this type of political uh, uh, clash, in these types of, of high-profile street fights, essentially, in, in politically inflammatory and inflamed areas, anything you do could make you a target. And when you become a target, your whole family could become a target. Kyle clearly is capable of defending himself, but is his mother, is his grandmother, uh, are there young kids in his household? Like, all of those people could become targets of the mob. Uh, just like the McCloskeys, the mob came back to their house and targeted them specifically after they came out to confront the mob. Um, you know, if there had been kids in the home, those kids would be in danger too. Uh, so you really need to take into account what you do could it could endanger your family. Now, again, I am not saying don't engage in politics. I'm not saying don't express your opinion. I'm saying weigh the risks. Understand that your family could be targeted because the people who do that sort of thing, they have no honor and they have no compunctions about endangering you and your family and children. They don't care as long as they get their political points across and, and get what they want. So I fear for Kyle's family, and I he probably did not consider that before he engaged in the behavior that he did. Now, I'm told that his mom drove him to Kenosha, and I... I you know, I remember when I was a very, very, very young man, the first date I ever went on, yes, my mother drove me to that date. And and the young lady that I was dating, we went and saw, I want to say it was um, one of the Eddie Murphy cop movies, uh, Beverly Hills Cop 1 or 2, probably 2. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm dating myself there. It's, I'm, I'm really old. But, you know, the... I'm not sure how to feel about the fact that his mom drove him there. I don't think she considered the risk to the family. I don't think she ever thought in a million years that Kyle would become a national name, but he has. And so you really need to stop and think about the other people who count on you, who depend on you, who could be put in danger by what you've done, uh, even unintentionally. All right, uh, point number four, and this was a point that Jeff specifically made to me when we were talking about this incident. Understand that the rule of law eventually reasserts itself. A lot of preppers and survivalists and, and self-defense people, we talk about what to do when there is no rule of law. And these riots, these fights in the street, definitely represent a localized area without the rule of law. In many cases, it seems like the police are avoiding the area. In some cases, they've even been told to stand down because of the politics involved. Um, it's easy to forget that normal rule of law may not be there when social chaos is taking place, but after, you are going to have to answer for everything you did. Afterwards, anything you did that was against the law could conceivably come back to haunt you. Set yourself up for success in those types of situations by avoiding any trouble that you can avoid. Obviously, you should protect yourself when you have to, but understand that um, no matter how chaotic it is now, you will have to answer for what you did, and that's really important. All right, finally, um, and, and this is a, a relatively quick point, but point number five, I hope that justice is served in this case. It Now, I could be wrong about the facts of the case. It seems like things always come out after the fact. But 
Right now, it looks like what Kyle Rittenhouse did was legitimately self-defense against violent aggressors who meant to murder him. Uh, the guy whose arm he practically blew off gave an interview and said that the only thing he regrets is that he wasn't able to kill Rittenhouse. Now, if that's not murderous intent, I don't know what is. However, you could argue that the guy just had one of his arms rendered useless for the rest of his life. So I, t I don't know. Maybe we should cut him a little slack. Maybe we shouldn't. I don't know. I, I don't know how I would feel in that situation. Um, but... Uh, it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult for Kyle Rittenhouse. It's going to be a long haul. He has a good lawyer. Hopefully that guy will stick this out. Um, I hope justice is served. I hope the facts all come out and that provided this was legitimate self-defense, which right now it looks like it was, I hope he is acquitted. And I really hope he doesn't get brought through the ringer by the, the civil uh, lawsuit system we have in place here. I, I worry about that too. But hopefully... All of this discussion has given you some food for thought, given you some, some reason to consider the reality of your actions. Right now, tensions are high, passions are high. We all want to stand up for what we believe in. We're angry and frustrated by watching the chaos that's out there. Many of us wish we could take action, and that's normal. You are people of action. Those of you listening to this, that's what you're about. So it's more than understandable that you feel the desire to take action. Just understand that there are some realities to consider, and that's what this has been all about. All right, this is Buck Green sitting in for Jeff Anderson saying until next time, and please uh, remember the transition to warrior life and, and uh, the address that Jeff gave. Uh, stop by our blog, leave your comments. But until then, remember to prepare, train, and survive. modern combat and survival. survival we hope you've enjoyed the show you can help us out by rating our podcast on itunes and leaving a comment you can check us out on facebook at facebook.com backslash modern combat and survival and don't forget to claim your free subscription to modern combat and survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com lock and load and we'll see you next time this has been Modern Combat and Survival. <laughs>